Literally, hi. Literally, hi. We're so excited for this episode. <laughs> like, so excited. It's perfect. I'm giddy. I'm so I, giddy. Um, I, like, can't stop thinking about it. I feel like my life has been, like, changed since, like, we started, like, researching the topic. Mm. And just, like, a lot of, like, pieces have kind of fallen into their place in the, like, chaos that is self-quarantine style, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, in other words, like we've been radicalized during <laughs> quarantine. Yeah, we've been fully radicalized. We've I feel been like. fully radicalized. I mean, I feel like my quarantine journey was like a huge like quarantine for me, and I think for everyone, really like opened up a can of worms in turn in terms of like staring into the void of like our existence, mm-hmm. and like there was definitely a few days of like, um, I don't know, just like emotional trauma as I like waded through my demons but like recently I feel like I've just achieved like such profound mental clarity and like I don't know I mean I know that you're like not supposed to say you're like loving your quarantine because it's like not politically correct to people who are like struggling right now but I am loving my quarantine And I think that, and I also would say, would challenge the, like, political correctness take by saying, like, I think everyone should challenge themselves to love their quarantine because otherwise it's an opportunity wasted. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I come, yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, yeah, my quarantine, I just have had, like, various external stressors, um, Mm like on the situation, but I finally got them resolved and now I can just like dissociate or whatever in peace. Yeah. Um, right. Which is cool. Not really. I have my qualifying exam for my PhD in like two weeks, which is so, so stupid. Wait, so you're um, taking it like on your computer? I'm taking it via Zoom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I know. rogue. I know. Wow. It's actually great because I I feel like I'll just be able to, like, prepare much more effectively, which is cool. But, uh, so that's kind of been, I mean, that's one of the external stressors that's been in my life that's kind of prevented me from, like, going full, like, melancholia on this bitch. Right, Um, right. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, I think, like, the quarantine is, like, a really great opportunity for transformation both personally and, like, societally. And, like, I, I, I do challenge people to, like see the light in it i mean Mm -hmm. i think that like i think saturn moving into aquarius on march 21st like started helping people out it changed the game it did um yeah so i think yeah hopefully hopefully people are coping and getting through we're praying for all of you we love all of you yeah Um, (laughs) so much um so, so we what are we talking melancholia. about? Yeah, uh, melancholia drone or adrenochromia. Adrena- adrenochromia, literally melon. Wait, adrenochrome, melanchrome or <laughs> adrenochromia. Either one are Either really works. good. I, I prefer adrenochromia. I think because it sounds more like disease ridden. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, so we rewatched Melancholia, which is like probably our collective favorite film like not saying our individual favorite film but right. like i feel like, like, like if mind. you and i have a if like we have a movie like we have a song um exactly it's literally yeah. like watching melancholia and then singing karaoke to so happy i could die or uh 
How Does It Feel by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> yeah, like describe <laughs> your perfect date. Describe um, your perfect date, yeah. Um, yeah, so we had to watch Melancholia because obviously it came up on the pod the other night and then my mom walked into my bedroom like the next morning and was like, oh my God, like this reminds me so much of Melancholia because it's like, and I kind of, I mean, since I shared some like screenshots on Instagram and I think a lot of people are like thinking of Melancholia because of the kind of just like moment of like collective anticipated trauma that we're in, like it obviously yeah, resonates, yeah. but okay, something I was thinking that's like really crazy about like the fact that a way that Melancholia resonates with our last few conversations <clears throat> is that to me... I feel like what melancholia is about is, like, it's about how, like, there are two ways that people interface with, like, collective fear and collective uncertainty. And, like, one is, like, wanting to kind of, like, have control or to understand. And the other is, like, becoming the void and, like, accepting the bad as inevitable. So, obviously, like, Claire and Justine are, like, opposite ends of that kind of, like binary but we... I would argue I would argue that specifically it's a feminine binary mm. not that only women experience it but I I do think that like they're like the like bipolar disorder like anxiety versus depression like classically female archetype archetype or classically feminine archetype I should say like I think like definitely watching or rewatching Melancholia, like, right. confirmed my, like, womanly suffering in a way that was very cathartic. Like, okay. in terms of, like, how I'm dealing with the quarantine or just, like, coronavirus in general. Because, because I just find both of the two main characters to be such, like, prime examples of, like, the way that, like, women or, like, a feminine object responds to exactly what you're describing because I think yeah. there are alternative ways to react that are like more like masculine I guess that's interesting because like, you I guess like Claire's husband which is like the like denial I guess is another way right exactly exactly yeah, hmm. yeah. That's interesting. Um, for those for the listeners who haven't seen Melancholia, first of all, you should watch it. It's an amazing film. Yeah. Um, but second of all, this is not a spoiler. This is just you figure this out in the first five minutes of the movie that the movie is about a planet from another solar system called Melancholia that hits the Earth. And right. basically, first it does a flyby and the scientists are all like, oh, it's just going to fly by the Earth. It's going to be like the most beautiful thing to like ever see ever it's going to be amazing right and then it turns out that melancholia gets like stuck in this like orbital loop with earth where it ends up swinging back a couple days and smacking into earth and yeah. all life is ended yeah um and it's essentially <laughs> like the story of like two sisters that are like reconciling with that over the course of like a few months i guess but yeah the timeline like the timeline and setting is like very like mercurial and like just sort of I don't it's like timeless in a weird way like um yeah it's not really like the set and setting aren't super important besides that they're like the fact that they're just mercurial and beautiful but mm. I think it's very much like an existential exploration into like like two women's psyches right. you know what I mean mm -hmm. um, yeah 100 percent 
And it's very, like, I mean, it's extremely distilled, which makes it the kind of movie that you'd, like, only really want to watch every, like, ten years, because it's, like, Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, I think, to me, that's what makes it really successful. Like, it's, I mean, it's literally just waiting for a planet to, like, hit Earth, and I think... I am, like, most moved by the scene at the end where they create the, like, house out of sticks. I think, like, as a... I, like, Andrea and I did, like, an art piece that was, like, kind of, like, inspired of and, like, inspired by and referencing that. And I think, like, as a, as a, like, architectural gesture, it's, like, just... It's so distilled. Like, it's such a, like, single entity in the exact same way that, like, the foreign object hitting the earth it's like this single like singular distilled action if that makes sense but Mm -hmm. I think that to me is like what's very like moving about it is like there's like there's really like no moving parts in terms of the story yeah no the first so the first act is the part that for me hits like the closest (laughs) home because the first act is just like the one sister's wedding night and it literally continues on for like so so long you're like how is this night still going on Uh and it's like the perfect metaphor or just like visual representation of I should say like it's like the perfect visual representation of like being extremely catatonically depressed right like every moment is like an era and like you are just like so tired like trying to get through like the night and particularly it's like the night that should be the happiest night of her life and like I just love like the way that every person reacts to her and like just kind of like what she does like just floating around the whole night like yeah it's it it hits it hits somewhere deep in my heart Um, I forgot how fucking psycho her family is and like okay the google reviews for the movie are all like so bad and they're all I mean they always are it's the same shit as Lana Del Rey it's like if something is about being a woman people just don't understand it right yeah yeah I mean that that's that's yeah more like that's more evidence for my argument that melancholia is like a movie about like a like feminine experience text. because like there's so many people that watch it and don't understand it at all yeah know? yeah I mean there's also it's like the trope of like I don't know first world problems I know there's like a more literary way of saying that but like there are certain people who like don't think that like watching like the rich suffer is like a valid form of storytelling. I mean, that's the critique that's always leveraged against Sofia Coppola. Um, and like, yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. Like Lana, Kylie Jenner, like there's total, like it's the same, like in there. So that was like the, the underlying thesis of all these Google reviews was just like, how could she be so unhappy at her wedding? She's such a bitch. I'm like, how could she not be unhappy at her wedding? How could she not be unhappy? Like her, her world is shit. Everybody in her life is shit. Yeah. And she can sense, like with her sixth womanly sense, she can tell that we're all doomed and that there's nothing else besides us. Like, yeah. You like her husband? Oh my god. Her husband, I think definitely like I feel like their relationship it speaks so strongly to like <laughs> just like the experience of like having like a hot dumb boyfriend who just like thinks that you're the shit because they he never like could or will understand you. Yeah, like, so what? 
I feel like that's great. That's literally, like, what I'm looking for. Like, <laughs> like I actually, to me, my, like, a takeaway was, like, wow, like, Alexander Skarsgård in, like, a non, like, villain role. Like, I actually, I don't know. I mean, again, maybe it's because I'm, like, not a woman, so I, like, don't understand this, like, central reading of the movie, but, like... I think uh, you, I think the problem is that, like, he... Okay, Alexander Skarsgård, just, like, as a person, is hot, right? Like, just visually? Yeah. Am I, I wrong? Mean, yeah, he right? is in this movie. I mean, I feel like okay. he usually plays, like, a, like, a rapist guy. or sexual predator. Like, I feel like he plays, like, scary but he, characters. But he plays a hot guy. You're just talking about Big Little Lies. But he still is hot <laughs> in that... <laughs> he's still he's hot, hot in Big Little... You know what I mean? Like, okay, so he's hot. The problem is, like, for me, I am more attracted to Alexander Skarsgård in Big Little Lies than I am to Alexander Skarsgård in Melancholia. That makes purely, me sick. Purely because of the game aspect. Like, he's not, like, he has no game in Melancholia. In Big Little Lies, like, the game starts falling apart throughout the season, but, okay. like, in the beginning, like, you totally see why... Like, you totally see why Celeste is, like, with him. You know what I mean? Like... I hope everybody's like seen all these fucking yeah, and you're and, wait, and so you're like you don't see why Kirsten Dunst is with Alexander Skarsgård. Um, I like do, but he's like more of a dunce. You know what I mean? Like he's a little bit more of yeah, like. But that's like just... hot. I will say, I feel like it is like a specifically gay thing to find like dumbness really sexy. Like I mean, that's <laughs> literally what makes Beto O'Rourke like hot like like, Beto is not hot at all no but that's a gay thing I literally feel like I've texted all my gay friends about it's like the dumber he gets the hotter he is yeah no that's that's to me it's the opposite for me we have different experiences that's why exactly that's why we host a podcast together (laughs) it's true it's true we want to give people a comprehensive well-rounded perspective yeah um yeah anyway so we should move on from just talking about fucking melancholia but basically like i mean i feel like i have like deeper questions that it provoked or like deeper like thoughts that it provoked besides just my assessment of alexander skarsgård being hot or not um Okay, I have a question for you. Okay. Actually, we should start with casting Melancholia. Yeah, my cast is the most self indulgent thing we could do. My cast (laughs) is so good. Okay. Um, So, my Justine is Caroline. And. Okay. um, And Justine's husband is Ryan. So, like, the married couple. I have Justine's mom is me. And Justine's dad is Big Structural Haley. Holy and shit. <laughs> Justine's dad is literally Haley. Like, it's like... I... No, no, no. I think... I would flip you guys in that dynamic. I would say really? Haley is the mom and you are the dad. For sure, actually. Really? I, 100% but I feel like that. when the yeah. dad is like... Um, Haley like, was the dad in my cast, but my cast is already different from yours. So. Okay, 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 right. I see what you're saying, but in the in terms of you and Haley being oh, the parents, Haley's definitely true. the mom. Right, to Caroline. Yeah, you're so yeah. right. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then your Claire 
And Ian, sure. Ian Gregory is Claire's husband. And I came to that conclusion because <laughs> I kept thinking about the 2016 election night and Ian Gregory kept being like, I've like calculated every single way that Hillary could possibly lose and it's statistically impossible. And it was like that same trait of like <gasps> denial that's exactly, exhibited that's what in, saying. Like, it's a, yes, in yes. Claire's mm-hmm. husband, like, um, at the apocalypse. And then I don't know, their son is like root beer guy or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like feel really, really good about that cast. Though. Wow, that's amazing. Mine is very different from that. And like, it's a little bit more simplistic because I cast us as the main characters because I'm, Ooh, you know, yeah. selfish. Okay. <laughs> I cast myself as Claire and you as Justine. Yeah. Just because I feel like the fights between them, I'm like, oh my god, those are the same fights Stephen and I have on acid. It's me <laughs> being Claire and you being Justine. Like, I feel like yeah. at the end of their their dynamic is like very, very. I think it's it's not comparable to ours because we don't hate each other, but like, I feel like <laughs> them as like two, yeah, as like two sides of a coin. Like, I feel like that same dynamic exists in us. It's the I same thing we're talking agree. about about like me overanalyzing things and you staring at the void. Uh, yeah, you know? that's. I mean, that's what I was kind of trying to say. Like at the start of the episode, I think like is like you like it is like I feel like it's a dichotomy that's it's like masculine feminine or like introvert extrovert. It's like Claire Justine. Like they're like yes, it's just yes. like a yeah, which is again I mean, what makes this movie so successful. It's loosely anxiety and depression, very loosely. Yeah, it's a take on it, but that's essentially what it is. It's Act One is depression, Act Two is anxiety. I think that's so beautifully said, Erin. <laughs> um, <laughs> best really hot take the, the whole episode yeah yeah um okay so continuing with my cast so you okay. and i are claire and justine um i made tyler claire's husband because i just think that i interesting the, the, okay. the moments where he's like being like oh my god your fucking mother like or like <laughs> oh she thinks we're gonna pay for that cab like yeah. i'm sorry to say that is like that's my dynamic with Tyler. It's like those moments where I'm like, he's filthy rich. What does he need to, you know, be obsessing about money over? Whatever. Yeah. Um, and just yeah. like him, like building the beautiful estate that like they just like flounce around in, like also very Tyler. Yeah. Um, but not, I don't think the death like is very Tyler. I, I appreciate your correlation to Ian Gregory. It's creative and I commend you for that. Um, <laughs> So then if you're Justine, I made Haley the dad and Caroline the mom. Just okay. because that's that's the dynamic. Like, I feel like... Wait, Caroline's the mom? Yes. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. But I think your casting of Caroline was probably better. I feel like... Well, Caroline looks the most like Kirsten does. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, and you look the most like Charlotte Gaines. It's say, true. So like... You're absolutely right. <laughs> Is I think by that shallow. casting, you're definitely the dad and Haley's definitely the mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think both casts are, like, very successful. Um, yeah. Who would you yeah, say so, the son is? Oh, Aya. Oh. Oh, my God. That's so and good. And the, the Justine to the son relationship is really good with you and Aya being, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like scrambling, being like, oh, what will she do? <laughs> yeah. That's so fucking true. Oh my God. Um, yeah. 
Okay, yeah. So uh, that's my cast switching gears because yeah. I have questions. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So do you think that we're actually alone, that life is only on Earth? I was going to ask that same thing. Because um, obviously the movie has so little dialogue that I feel like that moment really resonates. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's nice to think we are. <laughs> you know like it's kind of beautiful Mm. I think I would say that in this moment I believe in like infinite universes and so like infinite other existences but like inside of this universe that we're in like I I definitely could believe that like we are a solitary existence live like biotic existence Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah what about you um, I don't know. I think it's like the greatest question of our time, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's just I. That's loosely what I do for my PhD. Not really, but that's there in theory what my PhD is. In reality, PhD is like a bunch of like monotonous labor uh, <laughs> to like accomplish a task for someone that needs to be accomplished. But you know, whatever. So, I I. I, like, was always very afraid of space growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have... Not because of alien. I'm literally not afraid of the concept of aliens at all. I'm, like, terrified of, like, the void. The vacuum. Like, I don't... Yeah, the vacuum. I, like, don't like, like... I'm, like, the opposite of claustrophobic. Like, yeah. Just, agoraphobic, you know? I think. Yeah. Same. No, that's yeah, not like, agoraphobia, but... Agoraphobic <laughs> is afraid to leave your house, which I also kind of am that also. <laughs> Um, yeah. No, whichever the one is, being afraid of like wide open space. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, whichever one that one is, I when definitely. When you're like on top of a hill that has no trees, and you just like want to fall. You're just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, right. So mm-hmm. I like. I feel like just per- outside of the melancholia sphere, just like personally, I feel like whether or not we're alone, like life on earth is like that like nobody has like an answer for that and literally nobody knows you know what i mean it's like similar to like what happens after we die right like there's nobody exactly it's a fundamental until it's not which is like Mm. what's intriguing to me right Right. it's like if you discover life outside of earth i mean it's crazy that we haven't you know what i mean like and when you look at it from a statistical point of view it's extremely unlikely. When you look at it from, like, a scientific, logical point of view, it's extremely unlikely. And yet, with all of our, like, technology and all of the work that we put into it, we can't prove otherwise. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. really, really... It's really fascinating. It's super interesting. Um, and that's, that's why I, I wanted to know... hypothesis, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, same. I guess if I do believe that, then I do think there's life outside of Earth, so... But, like, but I feel like I do think it's curious that there's, like, no life in, like, our arena. You know what I mean? Like, Hmm. we just, like, have Earth and we're, like, okay, this is what we have. And, like, some, like, random-ass hoes are, like, oh, we could just go to Mars. And it's, like, (laughs) no. Like, no, you know that doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like, we all know that's, like, not how it works, like, at all. And, like, could never happen. And yet, like... You know, I think I think it is like the fact that we're alone, at least in terms of like what we can see with our telescopes that can see like 
you know, millions of light years away or whatever, Mm -hmm. is that we are like, that it's just us. Like that is curious to me. And I, I like, I don't know that science, like science or math or anything like that can really explain that. And that's why I think it's so interesting because it's a science question that's like framed through philosophy, you know? Yeah. Um, or rather a philosophy question that's, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But, um, so I, that's why, that's why I wanted to know what you thought, because I feel like I have no hot take. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to say that I think we're alone because I love that moment in the movie, but I do think that like (laughs) at my core zoo hypothesis makes the most sense. I agree. I think it's Zoo Hypothesis, probably. If I'm just... If I'm... If I had to pick one, you know? Like, if I was being forced to, I feel like Zoo... A variation of Zoo Hypothesis is the one that I'm like, meh. Yeah. You know? And I think that's also... I mean, that might be informed by, like, our lived experience, which, like, in the... uh, Very much, like, in the digital age, like, I think we're... we're conditioned to understand that like we're never truly alone like whenever you think you're alone you're like being watched right that's like the like by your phone fundamentally Mm -hmm. you like we're literally being tracked constantly and I think that like very much the realization of like our lifetimes culturally has been like the experience of being alone is like fabricated and non-existent maybe like once upon a time historically it existed but like now it's not and so like why not even though because religion (laughs) maintains the idea that you're not alone that's every religion every religion is predicated on the idea that like right there is like something hot i mean zoo hypothesis is just like religion right that's like (laughs) that's all we're saying i'm like i'm like it's a religious question that's my answer to like do i think that we're alone yeah it's like well what do you believe about god you know right um Um, okay can i ask a question sure do you in the movie do you think the characters are do they manifest the planet hitting earth because they're all like (laughs) so fixated on it that was something i kept coming back to like maybe this wouldn't happen if you'd all like stop freaking out about it um i don't because i really I'm, like, fascinated by orbitals. Like, I... That type of shit, like, happens all the time. Not a giant planet hitting another (laughs) giant planet, but, like, just, like, things, like, getting... I mean, things are hitting Earth or almost hitting Earth all the fucking time because, like, they just get thrown into, like, orbits like that where they just, like... They start orbiting Earth and then they get thrown out and then they just hit into Earth. And that's... I mean, that's what you know, meteorites or whatever the fuck, like, those kind of things are. So, like, to me, I know. That's why I'm, like, so... It's just, like, it is, like, it's really (laughs) crazy, like, to think about. Like, I... The moment where, like, Claire is, like, Googling, like, melancholia death and she comes (laughs) up with that, like, graphic that she prints out, I'm like, oh, that's fucking me preparing for the podcast. That's, like, you on your way to work. (laughs) I know. I'm like, god damn it. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking the moment of, um, I was gonna make a meme out of this, but I haven't yet, but, like, when, um, when Claire is driving the golf cart, when it's hailing, and she's like, get in, like, it just seems like, no, I feel like that's you, like, 
Like, if I had stayed in China during the coronavirus and then come back to the U.S., that would be you, like, picking me up from the airport. (laughs) Get in the car. (laughs) It's fucked. Um, It's true. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well... I don't know. That's kind of all my melancholia notes, I think. Yeah, I think that's all mine, too. I mean, it definitely, like, it definitely put into perspective the next thing that we're going to talk about, which is we're going to go over QAnon's latest, like, evolution um, inspired by coronavirus. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But I feel like... We So I found out about the QAnon stuff and was like, oh my god, like, I love this conspiracy theory, like, let's do deep dive, whatever. And then uh-huh. I watched Melancholia, and I feel like it did, it did make the QAnon stuff feel small, which is kind of crazy to think about, but mm. like, <clears throat> it did make... It, I feel like it, it created a level of detachment that I was like, wow, this is, like, me being, like, on a higher level than this, like, in terms of, like, uh, soul evolution or whatever. Right, you, like, dissociated. (laughs) Yeah, I was, like, you know, I was, like, slipping in and out of this vibration or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I feel like... (sighs) Okay, so should we just, like, describe QAnon? (laughs) Um, I I feel like I knew what it was before, but, like, not really, because, like, it's really hard to, like, find, like, an explanation of, like, what QAnon is. For multiple reasons, because it's, I mean, it's very, like, morphous, like, it's very, like, um, I mean, the person Q who's on 4chan, I believe, and, like, randomly will post, but then, like... It's kind of this, like, constantly shifting or evolving, like, interpretation of, like, the kind of, like, coded language that this overlord is using. And so, and it also, like, what is really interesting and also, like, was made researching for this episode really challenging is that, like, most, like, comprehensive analyses of QAnon are, like, taken off Google or, like, mainstream search engines. And so if you, like, want to learn about it by the same way that you learn about most things, all you can find are, like, Vanity Fair articles by media girls being like, can you believe how fucking dumb these people are? Yeah, yeah, that's the only way, yeah. Right, which is, like, really, like, frustrating. I was almost, like, as... Like, I almost find... Anyways, I find the language, like, really creepy and unsettling of, like, those posts, like, as much as I find creepy and unsettling, like, the language of QAnon itself, which... I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and, I mean, I would personally rather tolerate conspiratorial language than tolerate somebody, like, clearly doing, like, their own, like self-work like writing this article being like these fucking idiots were up till 4 a.m researching blah 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 conspiracy theory and i'm like what'd you do to write this article dumbass like fuck off you know like it is i i would rather read like (laughs) fucking like dumbass like deep state facebook memes personally (laughs) right (laughs) no literally same i mean they're kind of like this was a i mean 
they're kind of cute. Like, I find it really charming. I find it really sweet how much they want to, like, stop global pedophiles. Like, it's really genuine. I love it. Okay, so this actually, like, just came to me, but I think that QAnon, if we were introducing it as a concept, it's also predicated on a, like, personality binary or dichotomy in that, so according to QAnon, the world is basically split into, like, the pedophile class of like mainstream elites and then like the sheep who kind of like blindly just kind of like adhere to their like <clears throat> oh yeah like this is what's you know this is how the world yeah, exists we're constantly being brainwashed and like desensitized all the time right that's the and idea is that that's how that's how the like power dynamic continues as well yeah and they're very much led by obviously hillary clinton but also like <clears throat> Uh, celebrities like Oprah, Celine Dion, um, Lady Gaga's been mentioned. Um, but she's not a leader. She's just she's like, not. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like Oprah, Celine Dion, Hillary Clinton, the Bushes, um, the Obamas, like all like mainstream political leadership. And so to them, the the opposite, which is led by Trump, is like the the wokes, like the third eye, the third, third eye, third eye wide open. Yeah, who are yeah. like. Um, like, you know, the, they're like, seeing ro- what's going on. They're, they're Rosemary like... and Rosemary's baby. The ones who mm-hmm. are like, this is fucked. How is no one else paying attention to this? And so QAnon really like, to my knowledge, it kind of, it started, but I could be wrong with Pizzagate. And that was yeah. like the big, yeah. um, that was Q's first post was about right. Pizzagate. Okay. Good to know. Um, yeah. So basically, and... yeah, like basically QAnon started a few years ago with mm-hmm. Pizzagate and apparently it's said to be a three-year project according to that one YouTuber we watched, which like, again, <laughs> I have no idea like how to confirm or deny anything that anybody says because it's literally impossible to Google anything. Right. Um, but like, <laughs> so like, I think it like is reaching the end of its third year in the fall of this year like of 2020 but wouldn't it be anyways i don't know and the project that the project being that like hugh the original poster was somebody from the united states government with security level q right that like Mm -hmm. knew all these secrets and like knew what was going on and they posted on like 4chan or an equivalent saying like there is like a billionaire pedophile cl- I mean exactly what you said there's a billionaire pedophile class like that are mm-hmm. just like a bunch of like liberal Hollywood ass bitches and also like the <laughs> Vatican is involved like I don't know there's various lo- it's Illuminati it's just the Illuminati right and they're like mm-hmm. they're basically like the Illuminati exists and it's like they're they're putting like hints in front of you all the time both like to make fun of you but also to desensitize you so that you never like, question things and like come out of your like sheep state yeah you know Mm -hmm. and then essentially like the thing was that uh trump was like gonna get these guys basically like trump was it was he knows about him he's gonna make these mass arrests there's gonna be like a that was what drain the the swamp was meant drain the drain the swamp was about that and then um the other thing that they use all the time is like uh, a storm is coming, which yeah. like people say, like Trump says it all the fucking time. Like, and so they're mm-hmm. like, oh fuck, like a storm is coming. That's the whole thing. And to be fair, like, I feel like the symbolism analysis, like, 
done by QAnon is actually extremely smart and high level. Like, it's pretty fucking out there. Like, in terms of, like, the work that they go through to, like, find symbolism and, yeah, like, find, it's, like, It's Da Vinci whatever. Code level, for it's sure. It's Da Vinci Code level oh, yeah. shit. It's and crazy. It, and it started because, okay, on 4chan, like, cheese pizza is, like, code word for child porn. And basically when Hillary Clinton's emails leaked in 2016 or whatever, there were all these messages to, like, John Podesta about, like, cheese pizza and like ordering pizza and so it which again why people wanted to see her emails right and so it became like QAnon like bible that there was a like an underground child sex trafficking ring in Washington DC of like whatever like pizza place and um and I will say okay like so to me in 2016 that was like so like that was so unfathomable to the point that it was, like, truly laughable. But I think I can say confidently that, like, the Jeffrey Epstein arrest and murder truly shifted, like, the Overton window on that because oh, we for realized sure. that, like, there is There's a something going on. class of billionaires, yeah. which is, like, yeah. actually so disgusting and, like, terrifying yeah. And well, and the fact that QAnon said it, it, that's the thing is I think QAnon, like a lot of like a lot of what you have to go off of if you're a QAnon believer is belief that Q has the info and like is right about everything, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think like when the Jeffrey Epstein thing happened and it was like QAnon had said there's like a billionaire pedophile class that is like child trafficking and like they're like raping children and torturing children in like satanic ritual which is like basically what q said um Mm -hmm. for then jeffrey epstein to like be arrested and then suicided very obviously and the media refuses to cover it and like if you look into it literally at all it is so clear that like they were doing like satanic crazy ass shit on that Mm. fucking island yeah like it's not that hard to uncover and like that was something that like, and I think that there's lots of stories like that, that, like, QAnon kind of, like, gloms onto and, like, researches and, like, does all the analysis, whatever, for, that I actually think are pretty convincing. Like, yeah. three of Kevin Spacey's accusers have either died or committed suicide in the last year. Like, of the four, of the four people that tried to take him to court, one of them dropped the lawsuit randomly, and three Damn. of them have died in the last year from, like, car accident, suicide, unknown. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. that's pretty fucking crazy. It's and that's fu- not, yeah. that's not something that anybody, and, and it's not only that nobody's investigating it, it's that if you Google it, they won't let you. Like, Google yeah, literally right. will not let you Google this shit. Right. It's psychotic. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's interesting, too, because it's, like, I mean, yeah, it is packaged with, like, right-wing neoconservatism, which, like, obviously is, like, uh, I don't know, politically a turnoff to me, or, like, in sort of, like, economically, but mm-hmm. it's, um... I don't know. It's like, I guess I just wonder if like why the reason for kind of like just the mainstream, like utter or the accepted like levels of utter contempt and disgust for QAnon. Is it because they're politically aligned with Trump? Is it like, you know what I mean? Is it because they're like threatening to expose the like 
new world order class of like pedophile billionaires like i'm just curious like why i think it's literal brainwashing i think they're absolutely right that like people <laughs> are brainwashed like yeah. it's so obvious and we're so brainwashed by like what the media feeds to us like yeah it's and it, it's really sad like i don't know i feel like <laughs> i like I had like a my like Justine version of like accepting the coronavirus crisis after Super Tuesday when I like talked to somebody that I worked with who like was like, oh, my God, like like who was like a dem, you know, and was like, oh, Bernie's cool, whatever. And he was like, oh, my God, like Tulsi Gabbard, the Russian asset, like blah, blah, just kind of went like he started talking and I realized that he was just regurgitating headlines that right. I had read yeah. and like. It was this, like, really chilling moment of realizing, like, Ugh. oh, my God, like, there is such, like, all the things that he said today, I'm not sure that they are his own opinions or if they are just media brainwashing. You know what I right. mean? Like, it's, it really, yeah. it is, it is kind of crazy. Like, I don't know. I feel like I have these moments all the time where I talk to people and I just realize, like, oh, my God, like, they're so fucking brainwashed. And, like, I think that's how a lot of young people with conservative or Republican parents feel about their parents, which I also yeah. understand. Okay. But, like, I do think, like, I, I feel like the the hatred towards QAnon is very much, like, liberal version of brainwashing or just, like, hatred of conspiracy theories or, like, anything that's, like, against, like, kind of, like, against the, the grain. grain. Yeah. yeah like, well, and then it's, it's like, if you follow that conclusion to its end, what you get is like these people who are like putting up a candidate for president with like literal dementia. We're like living in this twilight zone reality where like people are so afraid to like, like consciously be critical of like the status quo or what the media tells them to the extent that they're literally willing to accept and vote for a person with actual dementia to be in charge of like the most powerful and nuclear armed country on earth. Like it's like so it's so psycho. It is um, it's really psycho and it's really but I I would argue that there are there are many more people on an individual level or like on like a person to person real level that could actually engage with like <laughs> both like QAnon and like Bernie Sanders platform. If like somebody actually talked to them and gave them the chance. Oh, I for just sure. Don't I mean, think the QAnon that people are always sympathetic to Bernie. Like on, I mean, cause he's not a pedophile. Like, I okay, mean. Okay. So what's, so, okay. Okay. Should we, uh, should we finish up summarizing QAnon before we go into the <laughs> steaming hot takes? Okay, I mean, um, well, that, like, is QAnon, but should we talk about their, like, coronavirus theory? Yeah, because I feel like that's why QAnon's blowing up right now, is because, yeah, 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 like, yeah. basically Q has been talking about how there's going to be these mass arrests for, yeah. like, a while now, like, it's coming, it's going to, that's what the storm is coming is in reference to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that, like, in order for these to happen, there's going to be, like, a martial law kind of shutdown. Yeah. Like, Q has said this, which is insane, like... Yeah. And like obviously that's that's the basis of the coronavirus as a hoax conspiracy theory which I feel like everybody's heard of at this point because like I mean the media is just like shitting on it constantly and like Well it's not <laughs> that it's a hoax. I am um... Uh, okay, so based on synthesis of like a lot of Twitter threads but mostly that video by that woman. So like my understanding is that like the Q crowd believes that 
coronavirus was created by the deep state, which they call the cabal, which is like the which Hillary, is like the Hillary the Clinton, Hillary Clinton New Epstein. World Order. Yeah, yeah. Bill Gates, according to them, has a patent to it, and it's manufactured in Wuhan, China. And Trump, a few weeks ago, was talking when he was talking about how like we have nothing to worry about, and a lot of doctors have said like you know, the mortality rate is as low or lower than the normal flu. So what the Q people think is that when Trump assumed office, his like, I mean, his whole agenda was predicated on draining the swamp and getting the like, exposing and arresting the class of like pedophile billionaires. And so they think that by using the coronavirus, they as kind of like a cover to invoke martial law, they will be able to arrest all of these people, um, all of the like pedophile billionaire class. And that's why they think that... And also giving them an out for a Rommel death, like Jeffrey Epstein style, where they can die of coronavirus. And then that's like their way of getting out of the mass arrests. Yeah. And that would basically... And if they do the Rommel death, then the government will basically be able to like... um, that'll prevent, like, too much public outcry. Because obviously, if they were to just, like, arrest Hillary Clinton and Beyonce and, like, Madonna, mm-hmm. like, all tomorrow, there'd be, like, riots <laughs> in, like, West yeah. Hollywood. But, like, yeah. if they say that they all died from coronavirus, it will kind of just, like, it'll be easier to swallow. And then they, um, and that's also why they think that the Italy has been like the first country on martial law in lockdown, because obviously that is like the global center of like child sex trafficking and pedophilia. And so the, and like America, I guess, sent like more, has more troops in Europe right now than it has had in 25 years. And also why there's the 30 day travel ban to Europe is because basically they think that like, the U.S. is on, like, a, like, deep state clean-out of, like, the pedophile class in Vatican City. And, like, they're basically going to use, like, oh, they died of coronavirus as, like, cover-up. And then the, the same thing is going to happen in America in, like, the coming weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's also the adrenochrome component which i feel yeah. like that's not that's not predicated on coronavirus like that was a pre-existing thing like before the coronavirus extension but i didn't know about it until i saw the like the cor- the coronavirus has poisoned the adrenochrome supply like whatever tweets yeah. that i was like ooh like what's this take me to this um but basically Adrenochrome is a hormone that's created in your brain when you have an adrenaline rush, which is true. It's just yeah. a thing. And mm-hmm. Q Anon says that it is like a really powerful drug and it's like the drug of choice for like the elites. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the way that you obtain it is by torturing children and then draining their blood, which is like really high and like adrenochrome. And then, like, the elites drink it. Right. Like, I they... fully think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally I fully, I'm like, my oh, my God. That like, finally made the Jeffrey Epstein thing make sense to me. Like, I literally was just like, oh, my God, duh. Like, of course. Yeah. Like, because at really? first I was like, I was like, okay, Jeffrey Epstein. I don't, I guess that there's a lot of people that, like, want to, like, rape children. But 
it seems like something that like would be so hard to get people that aren't raping children complicit in like without like really strong motivation and particularly like also like i feel like jeffrey epstein being as wealthy as he was and successful as he was i'm like i know the billionaires are pedophiles but like that's like a lot of business to be doing like i just felt like there was more business going on and to me adding the drugs component to like the set like sex and drugs is what jeffrey epstein was selling like fully makes his business model make sense to me because like that's how you get like the like me too lib femmes like complicit in this happening you know is like they have their adrenochrome that like keeps them young forever and like they're like constantly like on this baby blood supply whatever it's like satan that's like the satanism you know like i feel like uh, it's it like makes that like wrap up in like a nice little box you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I would say that my um, my heart is in on it and is with you. What my head says is that the truth is, like, far more boring but equally as sinister, which is just that, like, I think, to me, adrenochrome is actually just, like, really, really high-quality cocaine. Like, literally, if you're doing, like, a lot of coke, you are actively participating in like the massacring and like killing of women children families in like latin america and the global south as well as like environmental resources i mean not even if you're doing a lot of coke like if you're doing like any coke i mean it's like so like i think that like the kind of like the bloodbath i mean that's such a like vanilla hot take but the bloodbath that's the result (laughs) of like the global drug trade is like it's so sinister and it's so gross and i do i mean obviously like the billionaire pedophile class of elites is like up to some like really like you know insane designer drug shit i just think to me i don't think you need to be like doing literal adrenochrome in order to be like harvesting the lives of like innocent women and children in the developing world or America. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I think whether QAnon is legit or not, like, in terms of, like, the Satanism and, like, the, you know, mass, like, pedophile class of society or whatever, mm-hmm. I think, like, regardless of, like, what you think about, like, QAnon's interpretation, it's very clear to me that, like, there's horrible like there's horrible shit going on in the world you know what I mean like it's just like I don't know like I feel like QAnon is like tapping into like a right I mean it's essentially like an emotion of like being like things are like wrong in the world and like I want to change that and it needs to be changed that like I don't understand shaming people for having like intrinsically well it's the same drive that leads bernie to be like no we have a billionaire class and we should be fighting against them i mean it's the same fundamental urge which is an urge of like very sincere goodness i mean that's why i said like one of my main notes was like i think it's really sweet how much these people like believe in donald trump because they want to like stop like you know like sex like violent sex crimes and sex trafficking like that's so fundamentally human and driven by desire to for good that to see it then be like just completely like 
you know, made laughable by plot, like, you know, shitty media platforms. Well, and be banned from, like, existing. Like, I don't understand, like, the sense. I mean, I understand the censorship if you believe QAnon. But, like, if if we're truly saying, like, that there is no conspiracy theory, why are we, like, why are we doing this then? Why are we, like, so intimidated by conspiracy theorists? Like, it... I don't, like, buy that, like, they're actually, like, that fucking dangerous, at least not compared to, like, just the shit that we already know is going on, like, at the hands of, like, our government, social media platforms, like, just corporate interests in general. Like, let the QAnon people do their thing. I don't know. And, like, I feel like, honestly, like, just reading through their posts and, like, just kind of, like, seeing, like, the sort of, like, dissections that they do as, like, a community, it reminds me so much of the, like, Don't Fuck With Cats documentary. Okay. Like, where it's, like, a group of people where, like, their social circle is, like, online and it's, like, through, like, a united purpose, you know, where they're, like, they're, like, piecing together, like, oh, like, Madonna just posted this video and she said, like, the roses, like, she can't get any more roses. And then Oprah said that she can't get any more roses. And then the Kevin Spacey movie, uh, American Beauty, is, like, all Mm -hmm. about roses. Like, whatever. They're pulling together all of these, like, little, like, detective, like, symbolism analysis shit. And I just, like, it's sad to me I mean, if they're right, like, I guess, like, that what they're doing hasn't gone to waste. My guess is that, like, I mean, if they're QAnon... right, it's fully heroic. Oh, my God, it's fully heroic. But, like, I feel yeah. like with, I feel like with QAnon, it's, like, there is, like, truth in there. And then there's also, like, wild speculation. And, yeah. like, I feel like the reason, it's, it's sad to me that, like, the people that are, like, good at doing, like, the detective work are, like in the corners of the internet while like people who are called journalists like write yeah. like clickbait articles shaming them like yeah i wish right. that our media class or our journalists had like half of the like intelligence and like <laughs> oh, <laughs> just yeah. like We'd be hard-working so aptitude more, like, to like of a world <laughs> i know and like i i definitely feel like just like I don't know, like, they're doing some, like, pretty crazy Da Vinci Code-style shit, and they honestly, like, they do their homework, and they have, like, proven, in my mind, a lot of things. Not that the whole plot is right, but, like, there's definitely a lot of people that are getting, like, killed on purpose by, like, higher powers. Like, that's a thing that's happening that, like, nobody is reporting about. And, like, Jeffrey Epstein was obviously the most high-profile one, but, like, who right. is behind, like, all of these killings that clearly exist? And, like, yeah. okay, side note, I also think I was primed for this because of growing up during the Sandusky scandal at Penn State. Okay. Because, like, literally we watched what was clearly, <laughs> like, a fucked up and morally bankrupt culture and society that was, like, around Joe Paterno. Uh-huh. And we just, like, saw how it was, like, literally, like they had the second mile like that charity that jerry yeah. sandusky run ran for right. like young like at risk like boys like it's yeah. they they totally they all knew they all right. just let him do it and then yeah. like yeah, even that like shot. right the district attorney the district attorney that was like starting to investigate jerry sandusky when the first thing started popping up like 10 years before everything ended up actually happening 
that district attorney was disappeared. He literally Ugh. was disappeared. Like, oh my God. His, his car and his briefcase were found on the side of the road and he was never found. That's an actual thing that happened in Center County and was never reported on, <laughs> was never County addressed. PA. So yeah. don't tell me that like Jeffrey Epstein, like clearly right. not committing suicide in prison, like is something to be like, like, I just feel like this right. stuff exists. Right, and also exists. Jeffrey Epstein was not an isolated event. No, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, it. this is like, there's clearly like ways to get around the rules and like, we should be investigating that. Like, and I think that's right. what QAnon is essentially doing. You know, they're coming up with a plausible or, you know, plausible or not, like you can argue it. Like they're coming right. up with an explanation for things that like people don't even bother trying to disprove. You know what I mean? Like there's like no like journalistic integrity, like in our media. And it's, I don't know. It's like, it's not supposed surprising to me I guess that in like late stage capitalism where everybody's jobs like make them miserable and just like like they hate their jobs and it's just like soul sucking and draining that like they go home to their computer and they like pour their best into like something online which is like yeah. what the QAnon people do and I feel like you can't shit on that and then also spend hundreds of thousands of dollars letting your deadbeat kid get an art history degree and say right. that like those are not like completely exactly the same like <laughs> <laughs> right what like, do you mean like methods of problem solving <laughs> no like QAnon is literally just the same thing as getting an art history degree Right. Like they're yeah, literally yeah, yeah. just piecing exactly. together symbology. Yeah. And they're doing yeah, yeah, it for yeah. free and on their own. And they're but it's like, way so more how... compelling. And it's not just art history, it's like an art piece in and of itself, I would say. Sure, um, absolutely. It's like creating the art. <laughs> it's like yeah, meta. I think it's really too bad that the um the QAnon movement is uh tied to like neoconservatism economically. Like, I mean yeah, I don't, I don't know that they really are, though. I feel like they are because Trump is their hero. But right. I don't really think... I mean, even Trump is not really a Republican or, like, allied with Republicans. He is definitely, like, a free agent. He is, like, agent. out of convenience. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Uh, and, like, I think that Trump is a true, like... Okay, well, I mean, we're reading the shock doctrine. Like, I feel like he is, like, a neoconservative, like, fundamentally. Like, he believes in, like, no taxes and, like, ultimate corporate power and, like, a private model for everything. Like, I don't think he gives, like, two fucks about, like, any... Like, clearly he doesn't care about, like, the structure of the Republican Party or, and that's why the QAnon people love him. And he obviously doesn't care about, like, Republican social issues or anything. He just sees them as, like, a convenient means to an end. I mean, in that way, he's, like, truly brilliant. But, like, the... I mean, I do think that he is, like... He's very tied to, like, the neo-Republican economic agenda. Uh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I, I would argue... I mean, it's... I have, like, very few hot takes on the psyche of Trump because I truly think that that is also an art piece that's playing out in front of us that, like, yeah. we won't be able to understand until, like, probably, like, years after his death or something. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah. but, like, I feel like um, my take is a little bit more that, like, I think Trump is directly fueled by QAnon types. I yeah. think, like, he those people happen to be mostly Republicans and 
he happened to end up like in the, you know, I mean, he is, I mean, I would argue that Democrats and Republicans economically are like not that, that different for like somebody at Trump's level of wealth, you know? So like 100%, I was going to say like, I mean, all the mainstream Democrats, Democrats who aren't like literally Bernie Sanders are also like on the like neoconservative economic agenda. That is like amassing wealth and corporate power is our like priority. Exactly. And I, I think Trump just tends a little bit more towards like egotism and insensitivity where he's like, it's yeah. not insensitive to call it the Chinese virus. It's from China. And he says that because he's, his supporters love when he says that, you right. know? And, like, that's what I think he gets out of QAnon, too, is, like, he fuels them and then they talk about him a lot. And, like, I don't know. I, I think that's, like, who comes to his rallies, you know? That's, like, who, like, really, like, shows up for him every single time. And, like, he's a yeah. fucking entertainer. He's a reality star. He's playing for his fans, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which I think, to me, that's the major fault of QAnon, right? Is that, like... I don't have any reason to believe that Donald Trump is, like, a good guy or, like, the hero of the story. Right. And it's, I would say, like, I guess Q said it. That's the that's the major thing that it all comes back to is that that's what Q says. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel like if that's the only evidence you really have, that and, like, dissecting, like, him saying, like, like Trump saying, like, a storm is coming, like, during a press conference, then, like, you're you're giving him like a lot of like the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I, I feel like the billionaire pedophile class totally exists. I totally Mm -hmm. think they're drinking baby blood. Like fully, like I fully do. Um, yeah. (laughs) And, (laughs) and like, I just don't really have a reason to believe that Trump is like doing anything about it, but we'll see. Maybe all these mass arrests will happen. (laughs) Yeah. And he'll like, which I mean, I, God knows he's not going to arrest Bernie Sanders. Like I do like, I don't know, like, yeah. Say goodbye to like Hillary Clinton, but whatever. So I guess like in summary, I like the connection between adrenochrome, the adrenochrome. So according to QAnon, the adrenochrome shortages are why like, like Madonna has been like totally oh, the celebrities like, acting, are acting out, out on Twitter yeah. is because like basically, I guess, and this was kind of unclear to me, but like due to the coronavirus and due to the fact that everything's like disrupted right now, the like adrenochrome suppliers are like practicing social distancing or something. And so like, all the celebrities are going just, like, totally losing it. And they're also all aging. Like, I mean, like, (laughs) the videos of, like, Ellen DeGeneres, like, she (laughs) looks, like, so old. Like, they've all, like, Tom Cruise, Will Same with Sharon Stone. That's the other one I keep seeing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sharon Stone looks horrible in quarantine. Like, (laughs) and this isn't even just, like, oh, they have makeup on when they were, like, doing events and now they don't. No. It's, like, it's pretty bad. Like, yeah, it's they're clearly running out of whatever their drug of choice is. Right. Like, clearly. But I feel like, I feel like, why not adrenochrome? You know? Like. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if you're already, like, raping and torturing, like, children in, like, a child sex trafficking, like, global trade. Like, why not? I mean, I, I, the other reason that I have for thinking this, which I feel like is a very QAnon take for me to have, is that I think, like the inclination of the media to focus on like oh like you know people are saying that like 
Chinese people got this virus because they're like eating bats and like, you know, it's insensitive to like shame them for eating bats. It's cultural. I'm like, wow, that narrative would be really convenient to like slowly brainwashing people to like be okay with you drinking baby blood. Not that it's equivalent, <laughs> not that it's equivalent, okay. but I'm just saying like through a QAnon perspective, I can see how like just the focus on like the yeah. initial, if you believe coronavirus is like a hoax and like Bill Gates owns the copyright or whatever, like for them yeah. to like leak it at like the like the wet market in, in Wuhan, I'm kind of like, Wet market is like them prepping and like brainwashing slowly for like black market, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. so that's my conspiracy theory that I will contribute to the QAnon scheme. They'll probably figure that out for themselves at some point because they all are racist and love to blame China for this anyway. Right. Your um, conspiracy theory being like that, the language that's being used to kind of like <clears throat> arbitrarily protect China against like xenophobic hate comments through Twitter is like basically like a, um, a like massage tactic to like warm up the public to like language concerning like actual human rights abuses. Yes, and that's also why I think, uh, I feel like, again, if you keep going with this, like, QAnon, like, style yeah. symbolism analysis, that's why Trump does the Chinese virus thing all the time. Like, literally, like, flaunts it in front of reporters, just being like, no, like, it's the Chinese virus that's not racist, it's a virus from China. And then, like, watching the reporters, like, scramble to, like, deal with themselves. It's very, like, he is, like, dropping hints to that in my opinion, if I were to be a QAnon poster. Like, right. I, I mean, I think, Trump like, is the ringleader. Like, you can't, like, deny that. He's like, totally he's the ringleader. He's totally performer. the ringleader. He, like, loves his audience. Like, it's... Right. But, okay, like, I feel like it's... The thing that, like, QAnon put together for me mentally more than being like, oh, my God, of course the rich are drinking baby blood, is, like, mm -hmm. I now understand the rabid Trump supporters in a way that I didn't before. And okay. like, I, I personally like <laughs> understanding like the people in society around me more than I like hating them. And so right. like, I think seeing the way that QAnon has kind of propagated and like, um, you know, what's in her emails to like, uh, drain the swamp, like all these kind of messaging, like the messages that come out of QAnon that are then propagated to like the greater like Trump fandom at large that maybe aren't like QAnon people, just like it makes me understand the psychology of that a little bit more and it makes me feel more hopeful for them okay, in a way. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, because it's authentic and it's well-meaning. And yeah. it's the same thing as what I was saying about, like, the guy that I work with being, like, Tulsi's a Russia. Like, it's just this, it's, I don't know, like, I I don't think that, like, you can say that QAnon is dangerous and, like, the liberal media brainwashing is not dangerous because of, right. like, some moral code that, like, none of us ever agreed to or, like, discussed or established, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, it's just like the big tech companies deciding like, these are their censorship rules. It's really like, I mean, it, it should be like, it should be thought through whether like posts should be taken off of Facebook for censorship. 
Right. You know? Like, yeah. that's what is happening to QAnon. And I don't really think QAnon's, like, deserving of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not the women we saw. I mean, QAnon's about solidarity, like, at the end of it. It's literally about being, like, I'm not the only one seeing this, right? Like, I'm not crazy. And, yeah. like... I mean, liberalism as an economic model is literally predicated on the opposite. It's predicated on, like, isola- like isolation and exclusion and the feeling of, like, oh, you wouldn't get it because you're not on the inside. And so, mm-hmm. like, I mean, at the end of it, like, like one is a socialist sentiment and the other is a capitalist sentiment. And, like, <laughs> I'm with QAnon, baby. Like, to the end, like, I think that's, like... And also, not not even to mention that, like, they are using the internet in, like, a incredibly, like, innovative way that goes outside the structures of, like, journalistic reporting, which is, like, like so obviously governed by, like, shareholder interests and, like, right. entrenched political ideologies that, like, I find the kind of, like, like, I just find it much like, the QAnon-style reporting, even though it's, like, very arduous to trudge through and, like, researching for this episode literally took hours. But, like, it's very... (laughs) It's, like, extremely provocative and it's, like, really clever. Um, Okay, before we end, I want to do, like... Okay, like, celebs that we think are, like, on adrenochrome versus celebs that we think are not on adrenochrome. So, like, this this is, like, celebs that are, like, in the Illuminati versus not in the Illuminati or whatever yeah. you want to call, like, yeah. the ruling And I class. made a couple, okay, to start, I did a couple, like, foils. Okay, okay. same, so same. Like, I have, like, some people that I'm, like, I know they're not in the Illuminati because of this. Yeah. So... Oh, interesting. Okay, I think mine's probably more shallow. Okay, I think, like, okay, so, like, on Adrenochrome, um, Kendall Jenner, not on Adrenochrome, Emrata. Like, I feel like that is, like, or, like, okay, on Adrenochrome, Pete and Chastain Buttigieg, not on Adrenochrome, (laughs) Gwen Greenwald and David Miranda. Um, on Adrenochrome, or not on Adrenochrome, okay, Drag Race Queens, on Adrenochrome Brooklyn Heights, not on Adrenochrome Jasmine Masters, oh and pop divas on Adrenochrome Beyonce, duh, not on Adrenochrome Ariana Grande. Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's my rundown. But, okay, um... mine is, <laughs> first of all, like, I'm going to start using that to, like, categorize celebrities. Like, right? It's, like, a, a useful, it's yeah, it's useful. so useful. It's, like, who has, like, third eye open, who's, like, yeah. Drinking baby pan- blood to, yeah, like, who's stay about younger. to, like, endorse Joe Biden <laughs> to save their career. Um, <laughs> um, I, I don't think... Any of the Kardashians are on adrenochrome, except I think Kris Jenner is maybe trying to get in the club or already (laughs) is in the club. Um, But I think in general, like the Kardashians come from like a Trump style. They're outsiders in the same, literally our obsessive following of the Kardashians is the same as QAnon's obsessive following of Trump. Like we're like, we're like, we don't have proof that any of them are good or interesting people. We have no proof of that. But, but we like, we love what Kylie stands for. We like love what's happening as a result of Kylie. And like, I feel like for that reason, like the Kardashians kind of as like an entity are like, 
very much like not they're like well the kardashians are also very overtly christian and like very much believe in family values and adrenochrome is very tied to like satanism and i don't think that is like that's not a line that they would be willing to cross um yeah okay that's right that's true i think i i question chris jenner just because she's like so close with ellen but i guess that could all just also just be like chasing fame you know? Yeah, Chris will literally do anything for fame. I was going to say, I mean, I think Caitlyn could do a Draenochrome. Like, just <laughs> she looks amazing. She literally explained that. She's so hot. But, like, I don't know. Whatever. Um, um, I could see. Yeah. Okay, so I think, so I definitely subscribe to the idea that Beyonce and Jay-Z are, like, very, very full in the, like, in the right. Illuminati. Oh, yeah. Like, and I... I feel like it is the only explanation for either of their, like, wealth, success, fame, like, is just, like, very strong involvement in, like, <laughs> in, like, the hit. Same with Billie Eilish, you know what I mean? It's, like, Billie Eilish is, like, fine, but, like, the level of fame and success she's at right now is, like, she won, like, every Grammy. With, like, Illuminati backing. Exactly. Yeah. She, won, she won every Grammy she was nominated for. Like, that's, like, <laughs> so weird. Like, that's such a yeah. weird thing for, like... Some I, they're just picked by elites, you know what I mean? Like it's very clear, yeah. and like I feel like Beyonce and Jay Z are both like complicit in it in their own ways. And like one of my uh, big theories that I'm still kind of sussing out, but I can tell something's up with is okay. um, how Rihanna relates to that. I don't think she's on Adrenochrome. I think she's a I, not. I think so. Also, except except. Okay. So. She was dating that Saudi prince, like, not that long ago. Like, what? Um, Like, explain that. Like, that's pretty damning, you know? Like, what was Rihanna doing, like, meeting Saudi Arabian (laughs) princes? Like, Uh, what? I mean, I'm trying to date an Arab guy. Like, I think a Saudi Arabian, a Saudi prince, Stephen. Yeah. Like, that's like, that's like high. That's like dating someone from the Vatican. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. it's like the yeah, Saudi Arabian royalty. Money. Like, yeah. that's crazy. So that's that true. that's the thing that makes me suspicious of her. But originally, I thought that she was fully not because. She was picked up from Barbados when she was 16 years old by Jay-Z. Right. And, like, that was when she started, like, making songs and, like, singing. He, like, signed her immediately. And I think that... that makes me sick. I think that she was probably, like, in the trade of some kind. And either they, like, elevated her because they were like, we can make this girl famous. Or, like, I don't know, whatever. Like, I think she was, like, a, a child that was, like brought from like weird circumstances into like even weirder creepier like more predatory industry circumstances undoubtedly because she literally got picked up from barbados by jay-z at 16 like that's crazy and we've Um, been saying this for like ages but i feel like with with rihanna like my take would be that she knows i think she like knows obviously she knows all the insider tea like who's on adrenochrome and like who's not sure but i think that she's somehow like contractually bound to her silence like i don't even know like how what contract maybe like holding her mom hostage or something that actually totally makes sense because okay my continuation of that that theory about rihanna is that like Rihanna essentially like became like a favorite 
And like Jay-Z was like obviously really into her, like really wanted her to be famous, whatever. And Beyonce hated that because like she (laughs) is like a different level than like all of the children that like Jay-Z like has sex with and drains the blood of or whatever, you know, your lore is. That Beyonce was like so (laughs) jealous of that, that like Beyonce refused to ever work with Rihanna. Like they'd never done a song together, which makes no sense. They're literally the highest like fame people that are both signed to jay-z's record label why would they never do a song together it it blows my mind they're not friends they clearly have like no relationship with each other and so like i feel like rihanna was at a very least jay-z's mistress and at a very worst a child slave that like moved up the rankings to a point where like his wife got jealous Mm, okay yeah okay and then i (laughs) i think that the reason why rihanna hasn't made music in like a long time Since is Angie. because she yeah which was a long ass time ago yeah, like and five like years ago. and why she's like moved into other businesses and tried to like do her own thing like and just like really break away from like the creative like musical process is because she is in some sort of contractual agreement with Jay-Z in like a record label and she does not want to work with him or be around him but also yeah. doesn't want to like like can't like out him or like won't out him or whatever and so she's just like laying low until she can like get out of it which i mean that exactly explains what you just said Mm. like but the saudi prince thing the saudi prince thing really throws a wrench into that like what is otherwise a beautiful analysis of (laughs) rihanna as she relates to the illuminati Uh, Um, i would not fixate on the saudi prince i don't think like I don't know. I believe in Rihanna personally. Like I, I like literally like intuit that there's a spirit there. She's not a lizard. She's not an adrenochrome. True. Like, true. And I feel like, true. I don't know, like, look, I would date a Saudi prince. Like I'd put aside my morals. <laughs> like <laughs> I'd do it. And Rihanna just like might be in that boat, you know? That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So definitely yeah. not. Um, right. And Jay-Z and Beyonce definitely are. Um, yeah. Ellen like, is like, obvious like ellen oprah i feel like all the talk show hosts like yeah i feel like like ellen oprah meryl streep i feel like madonna i don't know i feel like they're kind of like tier one Mm -hmm. yeah just the kinds of people who are like why are you famous um well and like obviously like there's like the kevin spacey tom hanks like etc etc group that like they get me too and it doesn't matter even though their best friends are like meryl streep you know right yeah like i feel like there's definitely like yeah no there's 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 like a class of like hollywood that all like protect each other in like a very like fishy and creepy way it's like phenomenally disturbing and it's like very i feel like it's very much tied to the washington class too like it's very much like a west coast version of like Mm -hmm. i don't like you know like nancy pelosi hillary just like all the like yeah the buttons um um yeah i'm trying to think (laughs) of like who else i literally it's like fucked how many like notes i have that we didn't even go through because i have like so many things like that I just, like, went down the rabbit hole of QAnon with, because, like, you can't figure out QAnon unless you go down several, like, never-ending rabbit holes. And, like, I'm just, like, literally, like, staring at my notes, like, oh, my God, like, we... I... There's too much. Like, there's literally too much to dissect with, like, 
the QAnon stuff, like how celebrities relate into it and like just like the political landscape, like just all of it is like, yeah. it's, <laughs> I think I'm it's like really QAnon beautiful episode that we, two. <laughs> I think, no, literally let's do it. I think it's really beautiful that we started with a like personality dichotomy, like the like Claire Justine and we're ending with like another one. Like, I mean, look, this is literally like, I feel like binary. Um, I guess it's not a binary if it's like a spectrum, right? But like, mm-hmm. I feel like they, like, this is like, like why I believe in gender is because like, I feel like the universe, like we're all like, all our souls are like complexly like split into two and we all fall like onto a spectrum. I don't mm-hmm. know. And so I guess like with the Claire Justine, that obviously works with the adrenochrome, non-adrenochrome. That's kind of a binary. Like you're either you're either sipping the juice. I feel like the relevant the relevant dichotomy is like the sheeple and the like QAnon the anons. You know, like are you a sheeple or are you an anon? Like we're obviously anons. Like if we have to like be on that podcast. Like, (laughs) but there's a spectrum. There's a spectrum of people in between those. Like, and I think like like the whole like QAnon and kind of like the adjacent like movements that have been created out of QAnon are like, they represent different like modalities of the spectrum. I think Yeah, like it's not something, it is exactly what you're saying. Like that's the correct like spectrum dichotomy is like people being like third third eye way too far open, like so open that you can't like participate in the physical world in like a normal way. And then like, full-on sheeple like full-on sheeple you know yeah and what you were saying earlier too is that like most people I mean everyone's on that spectrum obviously like you and I still function in the world barely but still and like (laughs) but like most people like I like I would like to optimistically believe are like closer to being like third eye open than they are to being sheeple right you know yeah well, and I think like, you have to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, I think just, like, writing everybody off as deplorables and being, like, oh, my God, so like, true. people who want to know about her emails are, like, fucked in the head and they're racist somehow. Like, right. I feel like it's just, like, really, like, dulling down, like, the complexity of the human experience in a way yeah. that's just, like, so unhelpful and, like, unproductive. That's mm-hmm. what I was saying about, like, this, just doing all this research, like, really, I don't feel like... I mean, I said we were radicalized in the first, like, 30 seconds of the episode, but I don't really feel radicalized in the sense that I'm not, like, (laughs) I'm not, like, gonna, like, storm the streets and, like, disregard the health advisories, (laughs) like, to try to, like, do my part for, like, Trump's army. Like, obviously not. But, like... I wish you would. I I know. Like, it would be... It would do numbers for the pod. That's one thing for sure. QAnon people have plenty of listeners to their podcasts. Yeah, it's so true. But, like, I do think, like, just learning about it and, like, actually, like, trying to form my own opinion about it helped me understand, like, a large group of society better in a way that, like... I don't know. It's like, it's, I feel like it's a deep dive coming out of quarantine that could like help me transform the world for like good after we're out of this, you know, like, it's like exactly what we were saying about like challenge yourself to like think positively and like try to do better or, you know, get something out of this. Like me deep diving about QAnon was one of those things. Yeah. (laughs) 
A hundred percent. And also me rewatching Melancholia. Both. Yeah. Yeah. It darked me out, but I'm better for it now. Mm-hmm. Same it, with like, QAnon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Honestly. Cool. Um, yeah. Should we, right. should we wrap up? Yeah. Let's do it. This was really fun. I know. Um, yeah. Great up. Okay. Right. Uh, literally, literally bye. Literally bye.